Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Barnard. And I'm Victor Gamow. In this series, we chat with software developers and technology leaders to tackle your biggest API connectivity challenges. Stay tuned to this episode for tools, tactics, strategies that will help you to take your distributed architectures to the next level. Let's begin. Today, I would like to welcome Fek van de Herden. He is a backend software developer uh, and uh, from a company called Spati. Spati, yep. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm totally butchering this. I apologize for this, <laughs> but no I hope that's the only thing that will happen during the show. Uh, Fek, <laughs> welcome to the Concast. How are you today? Thanks, thanks. Uh, I'm fine. I'm having a, a nice uh, work day. Actually, my second one uh, after a nice holiday. So I'm still fresh. I'm good, uh, feeling productive. So everything fine here. That's great. That's great to hear. And um, we also like to talk about some productive and exciting things. And um, today we're going to be talking about some of the some, some, somehow unusual topic for me. Uh, the people in the community, people around the, the, the work that I was done, like know uh, that I'm mostly on um, on the, like a Java side of things or JVM side of things. And today we're going to be talking about what? About PHP. And uh, uh, Freik promised me to bring the fresh perspective. And uh, for me as a kind of like old school, you know, Java, probably in the world when the Freik comes, from this like uh, new in, in in shiny world, the the languages like Java considered as a very close to COBOL and the very enterprisey and almost dying out, and the PHP is fresh as it never before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I awesome. would say that I would say that uh, there is like more credit can, that can be given to Java. Uh, I don't think of it uh, as a bad uh, language per se, but yeah, my uh, my preferred language is, is PHP because I spent the most time in there and it has, like you said, awesome features. Huh? And uh, before we jump this to, to this one, so let's, um, can you talk a little bit to our listeners about um, like your, you know, like how you end up here? Like, is it like PHP always was your thing or are you doing something else before? Um, I've been into um, web development, I think, a little bit over 10 years now. And before uh, before that, I was a PHP programmer. Uh, not a PHP programmer, but what do I say? I was a COBOL programmer in a big financial institution. And I did, uh, I think, seven, uh, yeah, seven or eight years of, uh, of COBOL first. And I wound up in web development because a, a buddy of mine, which I was in a band with, um, he started his own uh, company. Uh, he thought, yeah, the internet is going to be very big. We need to do something with this. I'm going to create websites. And my buddy, uh, he was good in like uh, the visual side of things, but not so much the programming side of things. And he just asked me, hey, don't you want to join me? At the time, I was getting a little bit tired of COBOL. So I thought, hey, let's uh, give uh, this web thing a spin. And at the time, yeah, PHP was um, and, and, and still is uh, a free language to use. So for me, that made sense uh, to use it because you had also the Microsoft alternatives, but they cost a little bit of money. But at that point in my life, uh, I'm still, uh, yeah, um, yeah, not too, not too wealthy, I'd say. So PHP <laughs> was like 
a, a perfect choice for me. So I made and, a little... Uh, and how the tables are turned right now, right? So the Microsoft is always giving away for free all this stuff. And um, I remember this, this period of time as well. I was kind of in the middle, like very similar to um, uh, what you're describing in terms of like where you should go. You should go with the, the Microsoft stack or you go in with some open source stack. And uh, some of the people who were around like me around, you know, year 2000, I don't know, eight probably, um, mm -hmm. people start doing a lot of like a PHP work. But um, I came from more like a traditional, like a C++ uh, world. And for me, like a transition to something like a C Sharp was more natural. So that's why we kind of have a yeah. divided, not the two different, um, you know, the camps or whatnot, like uh, camps of uh, <laughs> or religions. But uh, some people decide, okay, so we're going to start making money and you people can make money for Microsoft. So we don't want to do anything with this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I totally, totally get the um, the the YP that you're talking about in the situation of the world. Yeah. It seems like a long time ago, right? And it's also, yeah, like you said, the tables have, have turned a little bit. Microsoft is really another kind of company now. And also, you touched upon this uh, too, PHP is also, has also evolved. So it's not uh, that little scripting language anymore. A lot of features have been added these uh, last three years, which really makes it an enjoyable um, and, and powerful language uh, to work with. Um, PHP has like this um, image of being like too open, too dynamic. And mm -hmm. while I like the dynamic nature of PHP, you can uh, adopt a very strict style uh, as well to it. Things can be type into in, in big ways. Class can be made final. There, for some people's, uh, for some people, it's even surprising that you can define even interfaces uh, mm -hmm. which with PHP. I know that wasn't true. Uh, yeah, in the in the old versions of PHP, yeah. So it's 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 come far. Uh, there are basically yeah. new features coming in every every year. And uh, with the um, with the PHP and uh, the involvement of these languages, I think everything started as a uh, kind of like scripting language on top of HTTP server, right? That help you know handle some requests or you can write some some like a console script for this as well uh but the majority of the work was you know around the supporting like web development and web developers um yeah, indeed so does it like still require like http server or like right now the php already coming with like all the batteries included i would say right so can you just like start you know do a not a full stack, but at least like some of the like a full backend development without like bringing um, configuration of Apache uh, HTTP server. That's you know some people will listen in, in from PHP world saying like, what are you talking about? Like an old <laughs> old guy? Like it, it's it's a long time ago. Like how how the things are looking like right right now? Like with the with the tooling and um, you know the server side development. Well, yeah, PHP can can be run in uh, in a multiple different ways. Uh, it's not only uh, invoked via HTTP. You can uh, just invoke it from your CLI without any server as well. And um, of course, invoking it via HTTP is probably the the yeah most common way to do this. But with modern applications, you also have like uh, you need to define um, scheduled uh, scheduled jobs which are run via the CLI. 
And this can be done yeah, with PHP as well, uh, seamless, uh, seamlessly even. There are uh, a couple of very good components. Uh, for example, the Symfony process or uh, Laravel Zero, which makes it very easy to create console applications with uh, with PHP as well. So, like, let's get back to to the story uh, that you were, you know, telling us. So, you started this like your friend is developing designs, you development websites. Like, yeah, how you, you know, how you progress with this one, and how the PHP helped you to to progress. That's a great question because there is quite a journey there. Uh, I still remember uh, creating my very first PHP website, um, which uh, I've created more than 10 years ago now. And I did that in Notepad. So with no, almost no tooling at all. And, you know, uh, using PHP in a very old school way where I just mixed PHP with HTML in, a, in, a, in one file. And, and, that's basically, and that's basically it. As we, now to, as we all did. <laughs> as, yeah, indeed. I think every every PHP dinosaur that, that started 10 years ago uh, or a little bit more than 10 years ago did it, did it this way. But, of course, if you're going to build bigger things and more complicated application, that uh, structure yeah, breaks down very easily. So with uh, the company that um, my buddy Willem and I and uh, another another founder uh, started, we created first very smallish websites, just a couple of pages, nothing too dynamic. But of course, we are uh, ambitious and we want to do bigger things and clients ask for bigger things. So they want us to create yeah, full-blown applications. And for that, you can't really do that on your own. You need uh, really a framework to do that, to handle the routing requests, sending responses. These are things that uh, other people can program very well. You shouldn't do that yourself. Famous uh, MVC model, uh, like arrays of the MVC model that you will try to um, like uh, code the different bits of business logic on the side and uh, the presentation of this logic will be run on a different side. And that's that's where that's where my kind of like um, the this is where my brain should go into the traditional object-oriented languages you know, start growing bigger because like all these frameworks or in some in some form were available. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at to um, if you look at to like C sharp, there was like ASP.NET. Uh, if you look into Java, there was like GSPs at some point. There were some um, open source frameworks uh, appear for. Uh, for building this stuff. So how this situation involved in the PHP world? Like, was there like a, some some sort of like a framework that united everyone and everyone started, you know, doing some, some cool stuff with the similar, like a model view controller pattern or whatnot? Well, like in most uh, programming communities, um, developers do not to tend to agree on everything all of the time. There are uh, multiple perspectives on this. And in the PHP world, we always had like multiple frameworks going on. Uh, some became a little bit bigger than, than the others. In the beginning days, you, uh, the biggest boys were probably, um, Zend and, uh, and Symphony. These are still around today. Zend has been renamed to something else, but I think it's still more or less the same. Um, but, uh, uh, one of the, the more modern ones that, uh, came to being, I think, 10 years ago, but only rise to popularity, I think five or six years ago, is of course Laravel. 
which is like a batteries in included uh, framework. So I think this is also a very healthy situation to have like multiple frameworks going on. These days it's, uh, it's mostly Symfony and Laravel that are, I would say, the top docs. Um, and I think both of these frameworks, uh, if I say it a little bit with uh, bad language, they steal features from each other. They steal ideas from each other, but each a little bit in their own way, where Symfony yeah. tries to be like very strict and follow the rules. Laravel tends to be a little bit more loose and a little bit more uh, developer-focused. And there are things to be said for both approaches, I think. So, like, um, is it fair to say that right now is um, the Laravel is... Um kind of like a de facto standard for like uh, web development in PHP or in general development? Like what's the, what's the position, how this framework position itself and like uh, what's your involvement there? Like how you help to, you know, to do the things like since, um, since you mentioned you probably, since, since you're a big fan of Laravel, you probably like the, this kind of like looseness of it. And uh, this yeah. is where you can, you know, talk a little bit about the work that you're doing in this community. Yeah. Um, well, uh, to, to answer one little question that you, you said before, or one little remark, I don't think that Laravel is like the de facto standard. It is uh, just a, uh, a framework and you can use Symfony or another one as well. I think all of these um, frameworks have a little bit of personality and the one which you like best uh, is probably the one that matches with your personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I'm, I'm very... Um, how do you say that? Um, sensitive against bloat in my code. I really want to uh, have uh, my code be very expressive. The naming should be good and easy to use. The API should be very human to me, even um, if that means we're not following certain certain principles anymore. Now, what I mainly do uh, to uh, to help popularize frameworks, uh, to popularize Laravel a little bit, is uh, to make open source packages. So um, every time I have a functionality in one of my program, in my, one of my applications that I think is going to benefit others too, I extract that uh, to a package. So other people don't need to program that functionality. Um, examples of this could be, uh, for instance, uh, a good package to send uh, a newsletter via MailChimp, or maybe to send something to analytics, or maybe to have like a very structured log of everything that is that is happening in in your application. And yeah, I think my main involvement uh, is that programmatically. But I always, uh, but I also talk a lot with uh, people involved in the development uh, of the framework. Um, so I let my opinions also uh, also be known there. And I think it's nice to be part of the conversation where uh, where Laravel goes in a broad way. I'm I'm like not the boss. I'm not deciding anything. But I think by just talking to people and just voicing my opinion via via my blog, I can make a little bit of a difference uh, there, or at least share some perspective on how things could be solved. So let's talk a little bit about this one. So I'm quite familiar with uh, some of the uh, communities and some of the software foundations that are around, um, some of the big names like Apache, Eclipse Foundation, 
um, more or less familiar with uh, CNCF process. What is the process is uh, you know applied for communities for for governing the this like development of the frameworks? How does it look like? Um, who's the people who decide you know what features need to be in the next framework and things like that? Maybe it is somehow also overlaps with like PHP in general because it's also uh, open source project and like if you can. Uh, talk a little bit about this. It would be helpful for uh, for listeners to understand. Well, I can immediately start by opening that uh, the way that PHP is governed is totally different by the way uh, that of Laravel is governed. And I don't want to say this or that is better. It's just different. So with PHP uh, itself, it's very very structured. It's a little bit rigid in uh, in my opinion. Uh, where only a certain people uh, who already have contributed to the language uh, can do it again. There is a sort of voting and point system, and only certain people are are uh, allowed to vote on the proposed changes. But everybody can take part of uh, of the conversation. Whereas with Laravel, it's it's uh, a lot more unstructured, I'd say. Uh, you might think that the Laravel team is, is very big, but it's actually very, very small. So I think at this point, it's only, I think, eight people that are working uh, really full time uh, on this. And basically, yeah, they just uh, just decide what goes in and what goes not. And probably the final say in this is uh, Taylor Otwell, uh, who is the creator of uh, the Laravel framework. Who is still very, very actively uh, develop, developing it. Now the community can voice their opinions too. Uh, there's a uh, GitHub repository, the one of the framework itself, where they've activated the discussion discussion step, where people can uh, discuss a lot of uh, things. And I know that uh, Taylor and various members of the community of uh, of the Laravel team. Uh, are also keeping their eye out on Twitter and they really want to feel what do people need, uh, what is being needed there. So it's not uh, strict or organized. It's, it's much more very, uh, it's, it's, it's much organical, much more organic than, uh, than what PHP itself does. So with this, uh, uh, with this, like, uh, the, the community and the people involvement, that's all like very, very important and noble things however usually people like living not in vacuum so we live, we live in society where uh, some of the the material things are also important so and some people like to take some of the work that they do for the community and turn it into some of the commercial projects so how does it look like in uh, in laravel and PHP world like is it like um, they use like a permissive license that allow to use um as some of the bits of the that you develop in the commercial projects or is only kind of full separation between there's like only like open source things. And if you want to develop something um, totally commercial, you need to develop this a kind of like as a separate project and you cannot reuse some of the things like how the situation with like licensing and commercial software look like in, uh, in, in this world. Well, I think it's pretty simple. I have most of the things in the uh, Laravel community, at least, uh, which are open sourced, uh, do have the MIT license, so it's no problem to just use that uh, in your own projects. MIT license for our listeners, it's a license, that very permissive license. It's just only like basically one requirement is that you need to 
have uh, the header with the initial authors of the library if you're trying to use it everywhere. But you cannot uh, force uh, liability to original authors, which is yeah. also cool. You kind of like keep the name, you keep the fame that you created this. However, they cannot blame you if something doesn't work or something that uh, brings you with the <laughs> with some of the financial uh, losses and things like that. The splendors and miseries of open source. <laughs> It sounds like the perfect license, right? To yeah, uh, yeah. To I use, use it for no. all my personal projects. Like I don't mind to share the knowledge because, like, all the things what I do, like, I'm not planning to you know make some money anytime soon. I'm making money on just like a working and helping on the stuff and the, yeah. the talking to the people, and educate people. But also, like, I want to have my name somewhere. Like maybe there is if I help someone, it's just good to have it. Like somewhere written that, that Victor did this. So I, that's my personal license of choice. Like I usually don't think much if I doing something like myself. Um, but if I do something for work, usually it's Apache V2 license um, because of the you know, standards some of the, the corporations uh, and companies use. I think MIT is, is just perfect indeed to make your name. And yeah, this is, this is a topic of its own really. But exactly. once you've yeah. made well, once you've made your name a little bit, when you have an audience, then you can start thinking about um, yeah, so selling something to your audience and just uh, yeah, try to make something uh, that is uh, that is paid. Spasi, um, it uh, is a uh, Dutch word. So Dutch is the language that is spoken in Belgium, and it's basically the the character that is between words that doesn't have uh, yeah any. It is just a blank character. I think it's called in English a space. Okay. Uh, and where, where, why did we name the company this way? Uh, well, um, in the beginning uh, of our company, we were only targeting Dutch companies, and we did a little bit more than web design. It was also photography and house styles and everything. And our tagline was "It's between everything, spicy." And that was a little bit of uh, the the word choke we had uh, had there. Yeah, right now it's a little bit more difficult because we only do web design and our main audience isn't Dutch anymore. But we still decided to keep the name because it has so much personality going on. Uh, Spasi. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So what, how, like, how the idea of you know creating the company, you know, come into uh, into your. Um, I guess with your colleagues, you decided to create this one. I wasn't uh, really the uh, original founder of uh, of the company. That was my colleague Willem. So he uh, basically started a couple of years before me, and he did some uh, smallish uh, websites at the time that focused on design. But he he had some clients that really wanted to um, yeah have more more features, more functionality there, and he knew that. Yeah, I could program a little bit. So he asked, hey, why don't we do this together? You do the design, I'll do the programming. We asked another buddy to uh, handle all client contacts. And then basically Spasi in uh, the, the core of its current form uh, was born just a team of uh, three who could do uh, yeah more complex websites than they could do on their own, I should say. And uh, how you choose uh, Lavalier for your, your framework? Larva, sorry, larva yeah. is a different thing. Larva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I know what you what you meant. Um, so we did a couple of years where we used Zen framework, mm -hmm. and I think when was this? 
maybe around 2014, maybe 2013, we were getting a little bit tired of PHP. PHP mm-hmm. uh, was a little bit in a, in a precarious position, I would say. There wasn't really a good dependency manager, or it wasn't well known. We didn't know it at the time, at least. PHP, the language itself, also didn't have yearly releases yet. And we were mainly talking, uh, mainly taking a look at Ruby. Like, uh, uh, it seemed that that community had all the fun where all the nice features were being developed. And we made a couple of Ruby sites. But then uh, I stumbled upon a blog post about Laravel. And uh, it showed some uh, code snippets on how you could define a model, how you can define a route in an application. And it immediately grabbed my attention because it was so much easier than uh, Zen Framework, what we what we used before. So I checked it out. I was pretty amazed by the documentation that was already there in a uh, in an early state. And I just started tinkering around with it. And I re- still remember, like after only a day with tinkering, I said to uh, to my colleagues, "Hey, uh, we need we need to use this." Because at those days, we were tinkering a little bit with Ruby and Ruby on Rails, but we were still very much newcomers to it. Uh, but PHP, we did know. So it was very easy for us to also know Laravel. And it made perfect sense for us to jump back from Ruby to uh, to Laravel. Uh, and it's just because of the expressive nature of how Laravel is programmed that we chose uh, to make a gamble on it. Because, yeah, mind you, Laravel seems pretty popular now, but at those, uh, at those days, it was still seen as like the little toy framework where you shouldn't uh, build real applications with. But yeah, we made a gamble and it turned out pretty good well uh, for us. With this community of modules, like uh, what is the, you know, the main, um, you know, the, the kind of driver for those modules? Like over the years, like you said, like maybe like five, six years, um, there should be, you know, enough modules to uh, to have. And basically, like, you just need to go there and just, like, compose your application. Um, yeah. No pun intended to, to compose, which is another, like, a PHP framework, <laughs> right, for... Uh, composer, that's the composer, dependency yeah. manager. Yeah. And uh, it is also, like, composites with Docker. So the naming is hard in this world, so... Um, so yeah, so what's your main, like, uh, um, the responsibility right now, like what you're working on, like personally as a, like a software engineer here in the Spotty and, uh, like what is your, like a community involvement, uh, looks like right now? Right now, um, I'm mainly working on, uh, like paid, paid products that we make, um, with, uh, with our company. So mm-hmm. I think I stopped doing client work. Uh, about two years or a year and a half ago. Me personally, I'd say, because some people in my company are still doing uh, some client work because they very much like doing it. So mainly these days, I work on products of our own, uh, video courses uh, of our own. And I also take still time to create open source packages as well. Because like I've said, in uh, our company, we still do client work and we still find functionality in that client work that we can open source. And I very much like to create uh, yeah, packages that contain solutions for these kind of problems. So I still still do that too. So I, I basically think that I have a dream job because yeah. I can decide what I can uh, work on myself. 
uh, if uh, I or any of my coll colleagues have good ideas where we can create products for, we have the, the financial space uh, and, and the workforce to do it. And yeah, I also uh, really like to write on my blog. So I also get involved with the community in there as well by voicing my opinion on certain things and share how I've solved uh, certain problems uh, in our applications. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the Concast. Uh, today in this episode of Concast, I had uh, Frank van der Herten uh, from uh, Spotty. And uh, we talked a little bit about open source, a little bit about PHP, a little bit development tools. And I hope you enjoy the show. And where this is where you're saying goodbye. And <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, goodbye, goodbye, everybody, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks Vic, for uh, for having me on the show. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Pleasure is all my sort. Bye. Take care. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast using your favorite application so you don't miss a new episode. Don't forget to drop us a comment if you have any questions for today's guests or if there's a topic you'd like to see us cover in the future. For more content from today's guest, you can join us on YouTube to see demo segment from this episode of Concast. We'll see you next time.